This is episode 83 of How to Be a Steminist. Today, I'll be talking to you about how you might be resisting positivity in your life. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hey, I am super excited to have you join me today for today's podcast episode. Although to be completely honest with you, talking about resisting things, I have been resisting doing this podcast episode today with you. Not because I don't want to talk to you, not because I don't think the topic is important and interesting, but because it's actually a little bit painful for me to talk right now. I have caught hand, foot and mouth disease from my son for the third time since he's gone to nursery. Uh, But thank God it's been quite a long time since I've been ill. If you're an avid listener to this show, you will remember the time almost a year ago where Almost every episode I was complaining to you about, oh, I've caught this again. My immune system's really bad after COVID. I keep getting ill. And you know what? I've got friends who are going through exactly the same thing. I just thought I was the only one going through it, but I I think I just didn't know about it. Some of my friends, their kids have also just started daycare or nursery, and they are just constantly getting ill over and over again, the poor things. So my heart really goes out to them because I know how frustrating it is, especially as someone, I think I'm generally quite a healthy person. I've been really lucky growing up. I've never had any major illnesses. I was generally generally a really well child. My parents fed me really nutritious food and they encouraged me to eat that way. I did lots of sports and my immune system was great. I didn't really have that many health issues compared to a lot of my friends. So when this whole like health thing happened almost a year ago when my son started nursery, it was just a huge uh, yeah, change to my perception about health. And it just got me to realize how lucky I am to have a healthy body and mind. So anyway, um, I do find it a little bit painful to talk. I'm sure once I get into it, I will completely forget about the pain. So um, let's dive right in, okay? I am a huge believer that if you are trying to change your behavior, It is so important to learn what is blocking you from having that behavior in the first place. So say we're talking about living more positively at the moment, right? If you want to become a positive person, 
why aren't you? Like, what is blocking you from doing that? What has prevented you from being a positive person? Or if you used to be a positive person, what happened? You know, what happened to make you a less positive person? So I love to go back and try and find out the root cause. And although I'm not a therapist, I think it's really important, especially as a woman in STEM. I don't know if you feel the same way. As someone who has a really logical brain and an engineer brain, I love to work things out from first principles. And this goes the same with behaviors for myself and for my clients as well. So the women who I coach who are leaders or female founders, the first few sessions really are huge, huge self-awareness explorations. So let's go back today. Okay. Let's go back all the way to maybe even your childhood and learn some of the things that might have occurred for you to build up little beliefs over time that have made you the person you are today who might not be thinking as positively as you would like. I want to preface this all by sharing this belief that I have. I believe that as humans, we are all born optimistic and positive people. I always thought this, but now that I've got a toddler of my own, so Harry is almost 17 months old now. He is toddling around. Honestly, I'm so inspired by the amount of effort he goes to trying things over and over and over again. So walking, for example, he started walking a couple of months ago. And honestly, the amount of times he tried to stand up and fell over again, over and over and over again. He just kept doing it. There was nothing in his brain to think, oh, I failed the first time. I'm, I think I'm just not good at that. I'm, I'm not good enough at standing up or walking. So I, I don't think I'll try again. It's I'm just not good at that. Or I don't think he ever thought, oh my goodness, mum just saw me fall down again. This is so embarrassing. I'm so ashamed. What must she be thinking of me failing all the time again and again? No, this doesn't occur to him. In his little toddler brain, there is no shame. There is no negativity. It's just, oh, that didn't work that time. Let me try again. This is something I want to do. I want to stand up. I want to walk. Let me just try again and again and again until I get it. It's as simple as that. And when we get older, I think what happens is we build up all these little negative moments that we store away in our library, that's our brain, all these little negative things that chip away at our positivity. And then we start to think, oh, maybe I'm not good at that, like, I tried snowboarding one time and I wasn't very good. Um, And then I tried to play hockey the next year and I wasn't very good at that. And then I tried to throw a Frisbee um, a month after that and it went completely the wrong way and hit someone's face. I must just not be good at physical activity or sports. You know, we start to make these stories up by joining up the dots of all the little experiences that happen in life. 
Or maybe it is that someone told you you weren't good at something. Maybe a teacher told you, oh, you'll never amount to anything if you wanted to be a writer, or you'll never be good at math, so don't ever do engineering. Women don't do those types of subjects. I don't know. So many things might have happened to you in your past And your brain's job is to find patterns. So your brain has found all these little things like collecting bits of evidence and putting them away away in those little clear Ziploc evidence plastic bags (laughs) in your brain, filing them away to tell you you're not good at that or maybe you shouldn't try this new thing because you tried something kind of similar before and it didn't work out for you and you were embarrassed. Oh, it's a lot, isn't it? So I really think that as humans, we are born naturally positive and optimistic people. So I don't really buy into the fact when people say, oh, I'm just not naturally a positive person. So it's just not something that I can do. Maybe there are factors in our genetics. I don't know. Um, There's certainly factors in how we grew up or the stories and beliefs and behaviors that our parents instilled in us or if you went to boarding school how you were brought up in that environment without your parents all of these things we all have unique stories and backgrounds and all of these things amount to the person we are today but when you want to make a change in your behavior or the way that you see the world or the way that you act in the world You need to understand what is blocking you from that in the first place. So let's take a look at some beliefs that you might have grown up with yourself in your own childhood. And while I don't have the luxury of coaching you personally today and digging into your own unique story, what I can do is start to get you to think about some things that might have happened in your own past. And one of the really common things is sayings. So words really matter, especially as you're growing up. The words that people say to you again and again, they become your thoughts and your thoughts become your beliefs. I'm going to say that again because that's quite a big thing. The things that people say to you over and over again, they then become your thoughts. Your thoughts become beliefs. Okay, so some sayings that you might have heard, and you know, let me know if these uh, sound familiar to you, sayings that you might have heard that might be really detrimental to you thinking positively are things like, oh, you've got your head in the clouds. So say you're a child and you're like, oh, I really want this really expensive bicycle for Christmas from Santa one of your parents or maybe your uncle or auntie might have said, oh, you've got your head in the clouds. Of course, Santa's not going to bring you that. Okay. You might've been told you're living in a fantasy world or don't get your hopes up. Maybe it's your birthday party next week and it's the middle of winter and you're hoping for a bright, sunny day. Your your mum might've said to you, oh, don't get your hopes up. Like, just trying to manage your expectations, really. You know, she's doing the best job that she can and she doesn't want you to get your hopes up. So you grow up thinking, okay, I shouldn't get my hopes up. I shouldn't think positively about the outcome of something that I want just in case it doesn't happen and I don't want to be disappointed. Other sayings are like, um, 
you're in a fool's paradise. Have you heard that one? I don't think anyone's ever said that to me, but that's definitely a term that I've heard around me in the past. So all of these sayings, they have a negative connotation, right? You've got your head in the clouds. It means you're kind of blindly optimistic. You've got your head in the clouds, so you can't see anything in reality. Your head is above everyone else and you can't see the earth. Or you're living in a fantasy. You know, it's not real. Don't believe good things are actually going to happen because that's a fantasy world. It's kind of crap when you think about it, right? And I guess people who say these things, they mean well. They don't want you to get disappointed. They don't want you to hope for something so much that is kind of out of your reach because disappointment is a hurtful feeling. No one likes feeling sad because they didn't win or they didn't get what they want. So over time, we learn to manage our own expectations by saying, okay, let's not get my hopes up. I want to win this um, 50-meter butterfly uh, swimming race, but I know that the person next to me is two feet taller than me, so I don't want to get my hopes up. I probably won't win. It's kind of sad, and we grow up trying to protect our own disappointment, so we learn to not have these positive thoughts. We learn to not be optimistic. And over time, this really chips away at us. Another reason why you might not be positive in terms of thinking that your dreams are going to come true is the huge belief that only wildly successful people get a lucky break. So you might look at celebrities who are really famous and the top of their class at whatever they do. And you might think, oh, but of course they got that lucky break. They went on American Idol and won that and it was only because of this lucky thing that happened. Or you see all these kids who are super famous on YouTube and they got some sort of lucky break, like someone watched their YouTube video and then shared it with their huge audience and therefore they became really famous and made lots of money. Same with singers and actors. You always hear their story of the lucky break, the moment that changed everything. But when you really hear their full story, or if you ever read autobiographies, you'll learn that, yeah, they had a lucky break, but they really had to do a lot of work to create that lucky break, or they really made so much effort into making sure that they were available and they were there for whatever lucky break might come their way. So we'll talk a little bit about that um, further on. Another thing that might have happened to you and your beliefs in terms of being optimistic is that potentially you lost out on something in your childhood or your early adulthood and someone kind of said to you, oh, well, only a lucky few get to do that. So, for example, maybe you wanted to get into a specific university course at a specific location and you didn't get it, and you were really disappointed and really sad and downbeat, and potentially your parents said to you to try and make you feel better, 
oh, only a lucky few really get that place. So don't worry. Uh, it's it's just the odds went in your favor. Only like those lucky few at the top get that. So you might have started believing that, oh, okay, well, anything good, it needs a bit of luck. So uh, I'm just not that lucky person this time. Or alternatively, they might have instilled a belief in you that all you need to do to be successful is to work really hard. There's no need for any of this like positive thinking or uh, even negative thinking. They might just say, don't worry about it. All you need to do is work hard. The harder you work, the better your chances. And yeah, there is some truth in that. But also, if you listen to my previous episode, you'll know that hard work paired with positive thinking is your golden ticket to achieving your goals. Okay, so these days it's really cool. We've got all this access to celebrity stories through podcasts, um, like so podcast interviews or autobiographies. I think almost everyone has an autobiography these days. Uh, Also through Instagram. So you get to really know these celebrities. And I talk about celebrities not because they're famous, but because they are often the top of the league of whatever field they're in. So they might be the best comedian, the best singer, the best um, sportsman or sportswoman. They are at the top of their fields. So these are people we usually class as, oh, they're just lucky. Okay. Yeah, they're talented. Uh, Yeah, they're lucky. Yeah, of course, there's a bit of hard work, but, you know, the main thing was because they were lucky and that's how they got there. The more you read these stories, the more you realize, hang on, luck and talent aren't the only things. So I think talent is another thing we should talk about another time. Talent is almost luck as well, isn't it? It's luck that you're born with. So maybe you're a really talented singer. You were just born with a beautiful voice. However, you can't just be born with a beautiful voice. You have to work really hard. You have to train. You have to learn how to use your voice. You need to probably do, like these days, a whole bunch of Instagram stuff or YouTube videos to promote yourself. There's a whole host of activities you need to do behind just having a good vocal box. There's a lot of work to do in order to get that lucky break and to become famous or to become well-known at what you do, okay? So it's not just luck. People make their luck. Here's the really interesting thing, though, right? To make your luck, you kind of have to have the gumption to try. You have to have some sort of belief that your dreams can come true if you're going to try and make your luck If you don't believe that what you dream for is going to come true, why would you try, right? So you have to have that self-belief. You have to have that optimism and positive thinking drive in you in order to make yourself act, in order to get yourself to work hard no matter what happens, no matter how many knockbacks you get, no matter how many times you fail, no matter no matter how many times you fall over, you keep getting up and trying to walk again and again and again. 
it turns out that as a society, we've got the whole thing backwards, right? We think that, okay, once I achieve the thing, then I'll be happy. Once I achieve the thing, then I'll feel positive and optimistic about life. But as we've just realized, we've got it backwards. It needs to be the other way around. We need to think, okay, before we even see any results, before we succeed, even in times of failure, we have to be optimistic and positive and be able to dream the things that we want to achieve and believe it's going to happen. It might not be true right now, but it's going to happen at some point. So this is a huge switch in how society gets us to work towards our goals. We think, right, we just need to keep our heads down. Don't worry about anyone else. Keep your head down and just work really, really hard and just get to the grindstone, all this blood, sweat and tears. And then once we achieve the thing, then we can relax and be happy. It's not that at all. (laughs) I mean, that probably does work for some people, but there is a much more effective and easy way to do it, which is to think positively first, then put the hard work in. Because that hard work is going to feel so much easier if you are thinking positively. And also if you think it's going to happen, you know, if you believe something's going to happen, you are going to work so much harder towards it and feel so much more hopeful. It will feel a lot easier. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that hard work doesn't come into it, that it's easy because, you know, you just believe it and it'll become true. That's not it. But pairing the positivity with the hard work, that is what gets you results quickly. The bigger you dream, And the more you believe it, the more likely you'll have the strength to keep going, even if it doesn't work the first or the second or the hundredth time. Right. We kind of went on a big journey here. We went from discovering what happened in our childhood to get us to believe the things that we do today about positive thinking. So I want you to really go away and have a think about that. What were you told in childhood? How were the messages that were given to you in your childhood, how did they shape the way that you view the world today? How did that shape the way you think about your dreams and goals? If you can't quite get there, maybe you can do it backwards. Maybe you can think, okay, uh, I am thinking about my goals right now or I feel really icky thinking about them actually because what if they don't come true? I don't even want to write it down. I don't. I can't write down my goals because it just seems too much. Maybe that's a sign. So that resistance there, that is a sign that there's something there to unpick, okay? I think a lot of the times we, we face resistance in our own lives, in our own heads, And that's when we want to run away and push it aside. But when you notice a tiny seed of resistance, that's where you need to go digging. You need to look at that. As ugly as it is, you need to face it. And this is the work that I do with my clients. You know, we really unpick that resistance. As much as we have trained our brains to go, oh, yuck, no, let's stay away. I don't want to think about that. 
that's the part we need to dig at. So when you find resistance, just question it. Oh, what am I resisting? Why am I resisting that? What happened to make me feel that way about this topic? And this can help you start to unpick why you have developed the beliefs and behaviors you do today. If this is something that you would like to fast track and you want to work with someone on picking out this resistance to positivity so that you can achieve your goals so much faster and so much with so much more ease, this is the work that I do and the work that I love doing with my clients. I do have space to take on a few more private coaching clients at the moment. And the people who I coach, are they come into two camps. One is female founders of small businesses. And the second is women in STEM in leadership roles. If that's you, or if you're not quite sure if you fit into either of those camps or if coaching would be suitable for you, I really encourage you to get in touch with me. Um, I'll leave all the links as to where you can do that below. Uh, Instagram is a really good and quick, easy place where you can catch me. Just shoot me a DM and we can have a chat about whether I am the right person to help you. If coaching is something that is going to be helpful to you with your challenges in this moment in time. And if not, there might be some sort of resource that I could point you to that would be helpful. I hope you got a lot out of today. If you did, I would love it if you could please help me share this message. You can either do that by sending this podcast episode to a friend or tagging me in socials. So on Instagram, I am at Tiffany Dawson underscore. On Twitter, I am underscore Tiffany Dawson underscore. And on LinkedIn, I'll leave the link below. If you can share this with your network, that means more people can access this vital information for them to achieve their goals as well. And the more people in our circle who can think positively, achieve great things, and just have that zest for life, the better our world is going to be. I hope you enjoyed today. I can't wait to speak to you again next week. And until then, take care.